Welcome to the Brazilian Beat, episode 91, with our guest, Renato Laji from Houston, Texas. Join us as we get to know the Brazilian percussion music-making community one interview at a time. This is Diana. And this is Courtney. Hello, everybody. Hey there. Renato Laji was born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He started playing the saxophone at 11 years old and has been involved with music and dance throughout his life. He plays cavaquinho, pandero, saxophone in samba and bossa nova bands, but it was in a soul band that he achieved the greatest moment in his career when he had the honor of performing with B.B. King during his world tour. He was also responsible for bringing the Samba G. Gafiera and the first Horochi Samba to Houston back in 2010 when he was an MBA student at the University of Houston, Victoria. Building a Samba School Bateria has been in his plans since then, but only in 2020, when he returned to the U.S., he was able to pull all the parts together to launch the Samba Houston project. Besides music, Hinato works in the electronic payments industry and has experience in global companies like PayPal and Verifone. Or is it very phony? (laughs) (laughs) It was great to talk to somebody from Brazil who started a group in the U.S. like this, and it's just getting off its feet. And he did a great job of starting it during a pandemic. Yeah, man. Yeah. They're, they've got all the uh, their ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. good on ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, putting the rest of us to shame. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by GoSamba.net. Last month, I got a big shipment of Maracatu drums, paquetas, and congues. So they're not on the website yet, but they will be soon. So check that out. Go samba.net. Be looking, be looking for those to pop up soon. Also, we'd like to talk about Hichimo Solidario. Hichimistas in Rio are still in need of our help. The pandemic there is still raging. You guys have probably heard about that. Um, If you have the means, please consider donating to Sheena Duastasio's work in helping feed those families. Um, You can find all the information and PayPal on our website. It's listed on every episode page at thebrazilianbeat.com. It's great because they're getting more notoriety and there are more, Mm -hmm. I think, more organizations that have really used this as a um, inspiration, and they're doing things. Yeah. I see that they're doing stuff in in Sao Paulo. There's other organizations in Rio that are doing this. So Sheena's done some awesome work. I can't believe he's done all this. It's, crazy. it's amazing. For, yeah, it's amazing for a guy who essentially had no no tech skills and he just figured he's just been figuring it out and getting people on board and yeah it's pretty just want yeah just wanted to help cool. his friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so check him out we also interviewed him so you can check out that episode as well uh, if you do have any um, donations um, we'd like you to direct those towards Hichimo Solidario first and foremost. We do know that there are a lot of things to support, so uh, if you can, please donate. Uh, if you have the means, uh, we invite you to join the community of supporters for this podcast. We've had some folks that have donated once a month or in one bulk sum, but all of them, we appreciate all of them because they're they're really helping us to keep this labor of love going. So if you can pitch in if you aren't able to do that monetarily you can also pitch in by rating us on uh, any of the podcast players that you frequent um you can rate us on apple podcasts on i think can you do it on google play Mm-mm. no well do it on apple Podcasts then <laughs> <laughs> we received a great uh review from our friend eric hoffman um that was a, i just happened to run into it so thank you eric It's always great to hear from our friends and listeners. Another free way to support us is to tell your friends. Tell your friends about the podcast. Yes. Tell your friends in other groups. Tell your friends in other countries. Ooh, yeah. And thank you. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hello, Diana. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hey, Courtney. How's it going tonight? Good, good. Um, good to uh, have a new guest. I know. I know. A new guest, new group. Yes. Who do we have? Tonight we have Hinato Largi. Thank you so much for being here, Hinato. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Diana, for inviting us. Of course. 
And Hinatu uh, currently lives in Houston. And you're, are you the music director of Samba Houston? Yes, I am. Okay, great. So we like to start with asking people about their background. Um, you grew up in, in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Can you tell us uh, what that was like? And, and was your family musical? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, I grew up. I, I was born in, in Rio de Janeiro uh, in 1982. And I actually <laughs> grew up uh, like seeing my family and my, my parents playing samba all the time. Oh, awesome. So every, every family reunion was with samba. So that's uh, quite common for, for some families, especially in Rio and, and other cities that where samba is more like popular than, than, than others. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, it, is, it has a lot of influence from actually my family uh, uh, and how I, I grew up with that. Was your family associated with a certain escola or, or no, a not actually, or anything like that? No, actually, uh, we were more like the samba, Rodas uh, de Samba, uh, instead of samba mm. schools and samba enredos. Uh, so we, we used it to play more like samba and pagode in Rodas mm-hmm. de Samba than, than actually in, in, during the parade or something mm-hmm. like during the carnival. What, what neighborhood were you in? Uh, I, wa- I was born and raised in, in Jacarepaguá, uh, more specifically in Taquara. Um, yeah, the, we, we don't have uh, a very traditional samba school in this, in this, in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, this is probably the reason why we uh, didn't grow up uh, listening to, to, to some enredos and, and, and attending the, the, the rehearsals and, and the, the parades. Because we didn't have, in, in my neighborhood, uh, a very traditional samba school. Mm. Is it? Okay, so I had to practice this name, so I might get it wrong. Henaseoji <laughs> Jacare Pagua, isn't that yeah. school there? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. It's. It's uh, in that in the same neighborhood, uh, but they're not. They're not from the the the, the special group, uh, as right. we call in Portuguese. Mm-hmm, they're right. not from the special group, so they are not very traditional. Uh, when you compare to Mangueira, Salgueiro, and Beja Flor and other giants from Samba in Brazil. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I think they're like Group O C, maybe. Or B. Yes, probably yes. Yeah. Tell us about your group. So, actually, tell us about how you came to the United States. How did that work out? All right. So, I actually, I work with technology. I don't, I'm not a professional musician. And I work with e-commerce. And I moved to the West. I, I, my first experience in the West was in 2010, when I moved to, the West, to, to Houston, Texas, to pursue an MBA. And then I lived in Houston until 2012. I moved back to Brazil. And then in 2019, I was invited by my current company to to move back to the West and work with the company here. In actually, they, they are based in Mountain View in California. Uh-huh. I lived in California for about six months, and then uh, when the pandemic was starting, I I, I moved with my family to to Houston. Mm. So you must not have been here very long before you. I mean, when when you came back in 2019, you you weren't in Houston all that long before you started Samba Houston. No, no, I I, I arrived in Houston. I moved back to Houston in around November 2019, and we launched the project in during the carnival around February uh, 2020. So mm-hmm. it was kind of recent. But the idea was like an old idea. I had the idea for at least 10 years since I moved. <laughs> I, I, I live here in Houston, but I moved back to Brazil. So I put it on hold. And then when I came back, the idea was already like fresh because I was just resuming the idea. Yeah, was cool. there an existing group in Houston that did Samba? No. Um, about 10 years, in 2010-2011, uh, I actually created with other three uh, mem- uh, friends, mm-hmm. we created a group called Samba Soul, and we used it to do like more like samba, uh, rodas de samba. So uh, we, uh, and we were, it, it was nice. We were quite successful at that time. Uh, I uh, I remember one of the, the, the TV shows from, from Global International 
they were doing like in some interviews in, in some cities in, in the US and then they came, they interviewed us. So we yeah, used cool. to have around 300 people in those uh, in those parties. So wow. it was it was uh, a great experience. Uh, uh, after that, I moved back to Brazil. So I actually left the, the group, and, but the, the group continued for, for a few years, for many years, actually. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so this was the, 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 not the first one because there was another group before us <laughs> that, mm -hmm. uh, that were in, like in the 90s mm. uh, that uh, actually used it to play samba. Uh, but I would say that it was the first hodded samba in, in Houston. Uh, it was the, the hodded samba from Samba. So, Are there quite a few Brazilians in Houston? Yes, uh, because... Houston is based on uh, uh, moves around oil, uh, oil yeah. companies, and uh, especially in Rio de Janeiro and, and few other cities in Brazil, uh, there are a lot of companies uh, that actually work with oil, oil and gas. So uh, yeah, the, we have. Um, it's not like it's not like Boston where we have a lot of Brazilians, but mm -hmm. we have. Uh, um, uh, a good community, like a good amount of Brazilians here in, in, in Houston. Yeah. Now, you guys aren't too far from Austin. Are you, have you, has Austin had any effect, like, as far as, like, would you go to, would folks go to Austin for workshops and things like that prior to the pandemic? Um, uh, yes, we are about two hours, two hours and a half to, to Austin. Mm -hmm. um, are you, we used to do that. Ten years ago, we used okay. it to do that with uh, the samba band. We used it to play in. Uh, there is a place called Esquina Tango, which is a nonprofit mm -hmm. from uh, uh, that that promotes like uh, uh, the Argentinian uh, culture, but also other cultures. Right. So the Latin American culture in general, and we used it to play there. I used it to uh, to dance uh, Gafieira. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, yes. with Gafieira, mm -hmm. but uh, I used it to dance with my 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 girlfriend at that time and my wife nowadays <laughs> uh we used it to teach gafiera 10 years ago when we when i came here to to study and we used it to go there and and, and do the workshop or, or, and teach uh gafiera uh in austin uh they also have they use it 10 years ago they used it to have like a forró band in and forró parties in in, in austin so we, we used it to go there to 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 attend those parties so yes um it's it we go a lot to to Austin. We have a huge exchange between Houston and Austin. Yeah, uh, good. That's yeah. great. So, you guys started, and then the pandemic came crashing down. But you've exactly. done a lot <laughs> since then. Like I feel like a lot of groups just sort of went on hold, went into hibernation. Yeah. But you guys have your five hundred one c three nonprofit status. Right. And you've got a lot of stuff on social media and mm -hmm. you guys have just been cooking the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah, good yeah. work. Yeah, what uh, what happened is uh, we launched the project during the carnival party. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the idea was there already. And then uh, there is a famous Brazilian promoter here called Lydia, Lydia Pinto. And she invited us to, to she invited me to play with uh, Samba Soul uh, during the carnival party. And then during the the rehearsal, uh, we I was thinking, oh, maybe this is a good opportunity to launch because here we have a lot of people that are interested in Brazilian culture and samba. So, and then I spoke to Lydia; she allowed me to announce the project during the party. And I went back home and created a Facebook page uh, with my <laughs> wife. <laughs> and then when during the the the, the performance, uh, when we finished the performance, I announced it. And in, for my surprise, in 15 days, we got 73 people uh, wow. that enrolled <laughs> for the for the bateria. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. And then we were all very excited and then everyone <laughs> sending messages. And yeah. but at that time we didn't know that the the, the, the COVID, the pandemic would be that hard. Right. So we, we didn't know, like we oh, we said, oh, maybe it's just something fast and it will not impact right. us. Yeah. And then we saw all the events being cancelled everything being like shut down mm -hmm. and then we were kind of okay we will probably have to postpone it and then like one month two months three months and nothing happens and, and <laughs> things are getting worse uh, and then I, one day i woke up and said okay uh, i have to do something i have to to make this an opportunity because 
we are just waiting here. I don't know for how long, maybe six months, maybe one year. If I wait for one year, those seven, three people right. will probably not be interested anymore. Mm -hmm. So then I started uh, talking with some friends in Brazil. One of our directors, he works for Liesa, Liga das Escolas de Samba. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, I, I started talking with him to have other ideas. And he introduced us to Batuque Digital. Mm -hmm. uh, I was lucky enough to have Kleber, to meet Kleber uh, and the entire Batuque Digital team because they have been such great partners and most of our success is because of them you know they are really great partners and and hmm. nowadays we discuss like we are the same company you know <laughs> we, we, we discuss the strategy with them and, uh, and so we, uh, we were lucky enough to to, to meet Batuki digital and then the solution that we found was to offer online class so we decided to start uh, the rehearsals, the class with uh, Batuque Digital. Our instructors are Mestre Thiago Diogo, Sarinha mm -hmm. Raiz, and Luis Paulo, mm -hmm. uh, which are like guys with a, a lot of experience yeah. in samba. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sarinha uh, is roots, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Thiago Diogo was yeah, uh, the right. conductor of Grande Rio. He was the conductor of of the bateria that actually played during the, the, the World Cup, if I'm not wrong. I'm not sure if World Cup or Olympics, Olympics in Rio. Mm -hmm. But uh, he, if you see the pictures from Santana, Shakira, and, and Thiago Diogo you know, <laughs> playing together. <laughs> uh, Sahinha is uh, he's amazing. Like Every time we, we talk to him, he's so passionate about music. And, yeah. and he's his, amazing. His father was part of um, Estacio de Sa when it started. Yeah, yeah. Back now, at, yeah. It, way back in... Um, it, it, before it was called Estacio de Sa, he was... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's... And he knows all the, pa you know, oh, this pattern came from this, from Jongu and this, this, you know, deity. And this one came from, you know, this schools came from, from yeah, Contemplay and this other, they had, they were influenced by this. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I tell them that when I go to Rio next time, because it's funny, because I never met them in person. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> we started the partnership during the COVID, so I, I always spoke with them on WhatsApp and, and mm -hmm. Zoom, and mm -hmm. but I never met. I always say that when I go to Rio next time, I want to just to spend time with them, you know, yeah. just to learn from them. And yeah. because yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of what they do and yeah. the, the 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 way they behave, the way they treat us. So I'm a huge fan of Batuki Digital. And our third uh, structure that came a little bit later uh, to the project, but that has been like, like very important to the project is Luis Paulo. He's the director of uh, Unidos da Tijuca. He's also a musician. Uh, he plays for the Dunobri. Yeah, so um, it's a, he's an amazing guy. Like mm -hmm. all of them, they are all like mm -hmm. great guys. Right. And then uh, that was uh, we were lucky enough to meet Batuque Digital during the pandemic and start the the online class. Uh, and yes, we we, we uh, when the the we, when the the um, the, the lockdown here uh, was. Uh, a little bit like softer we actually started meeting every saturday to rehearse with the bateria so we we spent like few months playing learning only with online class and then after a few months we actually uh had our first rehearsal uh with the entire group and cool. like in person you know so and we have to take all the the safety measures uh like open space uh, mask social mm -hmm. distance uh, hand sanitizer, no one touches anyone, like, you know, just... <laughs> no <laughs> hugs! <laughs> yeah, no hugs, and, and for us, for in Brazil, we hug all the time, right? right? We couldn't hug, like, okay, you stay there. <laughs> so it was tough, but uh, yeah, we we went through it. We, we survived the, the pandemic. So I was wondering, were a lot of these people really new to Samba? Um, and if so, how did this work with instruments? Did did you have instruments like extras that you loaned people? How did that work? No, actually, uh, most of the people, I would say 98% of the people never played, had never oh, played wow. uh, any instrument, uh, especially like samba instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, few of them, we have a French guy, Ben, 
which uh, loves Brazilian music, and and he plays for Batala here in, in Houston, and mm-hmm. he had a, uh, he already played the, the instrument, but more like a, a, a more like songs from Bahia, not mm-hmm. the the carnival from Rio, not samba, uh, and we use it to have like other people, two or three people that actually uh, had, took some class, like percussion class, but. Uh, but we're not that familiar with, with the instrument with some. They were just starting to, to learn it. But most of the, the majority of our members, of our students, uh, they had never played any instrument before. And regarding instruments, uh, we have a partnership with Contemporanea that mm-hmm. also we established during the, 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 the lockdown before mm-hmm. we, we actually started the, the project. And they provide the instruments to us. Uh, we have a partnership with them. They they kind of sponsor parts of our instruments, and they customize it with our logo, with our colors, with everything. And from time to time, they ship it to us, like a bunch of instruments, and they ship it to us. And so we now we all have the same kind of instruments with the same sound, with the same sonority, with mm-hmm. the same look. So um, this was one of the ideas. So the the two partnerships that we have are with uh, Batuque Digital and Contemporanea. That's amazing. How did you work that out with Contemporanea? I sent emails to all the manufacturers that you can imagine, like <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, we were lucky enough to 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 meet these guys. So initially I spoke with Sergio, which one of the, 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 the owners. And then uh, we... Uh, the, he actually uh, introduced us to his brother, um, who is the CEO and one of the co-founders of the, of the company. Yeah, cool. But Tell we, about... we sent oh. a message to all the all the manufacturers that you can imagine. Nowadays, like, I, I have all the, 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 we know all the manufacturers <laughs> all over the world because we, oh, Brazilian percussion, okay, let's send them a message and see what they say. <laughs> That's funny. Um can you tell us about working with Batuki Digital and you you um, were able to provide the classes to the members of Saba Houston for free? Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we don't charge anything for the class. That's great. Yeah, and, and there's a reason for that because the idea since the beginning, it was when I came like 10 years ago, I came as a, stud- a student. So I, I playing music was part of it was a way for me to make some money uh, nowadays i have my career in, in technology in e-commerce so i could afford to to make this not a business but actually a, a, a project to promote the culture that's why instead of having a private company we decided to open it as to establish it as a non-profit organization so our goal is to promote the Brazilian culture and the Brazilian music here in the US. And uh, for uh, we, we, we believe that since like money is not our main goal, uh, we of course we need money, we need to, to, to run the business, but uh, it's not like that we depend on this money. Um, we understand that we understood at that time that offering free class would bring more students and more people to know the, the culture that was our mm. our main goal uh, that is our main goal so that's why we decided to offer the, those like free class yeah interesting <laughs> how have you since those 73 people who signed up at the beginning how have you found new players since then um social media as as uh-huh. you mentioned like yeah we, you guys are we, great we, on social media we, mm-hmm. we try to do a lot of stuff <laughs> on social media uh, not only like uh, sharing pictures and videos from our rehearsal, but also sharing uh, like testimonials from our students. Yeah, I saw uh, some of those. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we we recently started this uh, series of documentaries about the, the 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 I don't know if I can say characters uh, in Portuguese. We say personagens, uh, mm-hmm. like the people that actually make the carnival. Mm-hmm. So we started the first one telling about the story of Carnival with Fabio Fabato, which is mm-hmm. a great journalist from Brazil that's very involved with Samba. And, and he actually uh, explained about the history of Carnival 
And then we had the second episode about the Bateria, where our instructors and, and our friends from Batuque Digital explained about uh, how the Bateria works, what each one does, what's the difference between the mas the conductor, the mastery, and the, the directors, yeah. uh, how many instruments, things like that. Then we had our, fir our third episode about the Samba dancers, because uh, in countries like out of Brazil, most uh, most of the time, samba dancers are the only reference that they have about mm -hmm. samba. So we would like to show the beauty of samba dance, of samba dancers, you know, and show that they are part of this huge uh, uh, rhythm ceremony. I don't know exactly how to, to describe <laughs> this, you know, <laughs> but uh, like they are part of this huge. I, I, I remember people asking me, hey, but do you guys have samba dancers? No, we don't. But how do you call yourself samba if you don't have a samba dancer? Because this is the only reference that they actually mm, have. A, a lot of people, they uh, have uh, about samba. So, And then we decided to do the third episode about, we, we invited uh, some samba, local samba dancers to, to participate with us. And then we have many others to come. Uh, we have, the, the next one will be about Bayanas. Uh, and we we also have other type of interviews and things like that. We we that's so uh, cool. We, yeah, we are promoting the culture. I've been watching some of those. Yeah. So Renato, I've seen some of these videos of your group, and like, I assume it's the uh, Batuki Digital uh, kind of covers, like uh, "Sweet Child of Mine." I think it was it was the one that I was watching. Right. Yeah. We we posted last week. So. Is it mostly the rep from from Batuki Digital, and do you also do um, like Samba Hedus, like from certain schools as well? Right, we do both. Yeah, we oh, have okay. two 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 types of carnival in Brazil. Right, we have the the one the parade mm -hmm. uh, where we have the samba schools and uh, the bateria, and more recently there is a new like the street carnival, but mm -hmm. they they call blocos. Mm -hmm that uh, have grown a lot everywhere. If you go to Sao Paulo, I used to live in Sao Paulo for the last 10 years. And and uh, when I when I went there, like when I moved there for the first time, there was like nothing or a few blocos. And nowadays, everywhere during the carnival, you, you see blocos everywhere. So uh, so there are two, the, these, those two types. So what we are trying to do is to actually cover both. So we, we play samba in Hedo and, and samba like from the uh, parade, mm -hmm. uh, more like traditional ones. And we uh, have recently started this project with a band to to do something more similar to a bloco, a street carnival. And the, so the, the song that you saw was our first rehearsal with the, with the band <laughs> to, okay. to try to like do a mashup uh, with like pop songs. And, and and Brazilian rhythms. Uh, that specific one was not a samba, uh, but we have others that are, most of them are based on samba. Mm, okay. Can you tell us about, um, it looks like on your website you have some, um, some sponsorships from uh, different groups there. It looks like they're in Houston, some of them. Can you yeah, tell us about all... how you went about um, finding those? Yeah, they are more like partners than than sponsors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are, for example, the the promoter that I mentioned to you guys. Uh, she uh, supports, she helps us. She's always sharing her knowledge and sharing like her network and supporting us with everything that we need. She's That's one cool. of the supporters. Okay. Uh, we we rehearse in two uh, uh, beer gardens here. Because mm. it's hard for a band this size to to find a music studio. Yes, it is. <laughs> that fits like a lot of people. You know? So uh, we rehearse in a... And also because of the COVID, so we rehearse in an open space in two beer gardens. And uh, What do you mean so beer gardens? Like at, at... Like a pub. Oh, but but in like the outdoor area of a pub? The like outdoor at, area, correct. Yes. Oh, what I saw yeah. online, it looked like a big field. Yes, we yeah. It's actually inside a pub. They they have uh, some like volleyball courts oh. and they have some like a huge, small, uh, wow. a huge a huge area and, and yeah, really huge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, 
So this is one of the places. They're called Powder Keg and Watson's House of Ales. That's cool. Yeah, and we have uh, Contemporanea. We, uh, as our partners, uh, they all on the website. You can you can see most of them. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we, we we do have those partners. Have you tried any grant fundraising? We tried, but we uh, incorporated the comp the 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 the, the corporate the, the corporation uh, in July last year. So. Most of those grants they require at least one year, and uh, yeah. we haven't filed tax yet. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we were not that successful with grants. We haven't been successful with grants because of that. This is the main reason. So now that we file our first um, year of tax, uh, we will probably count more on on those grants. Mm-hmm. Cool. I was wondering, um, it my. Audio keeps, or yeah, it keeps cutting out, so I can't hear all of your answers. Um, but I was wondering, you had mentioned um, the videos, and you were talking about the dancers. Now, you said you invited some dancers, local dancers from Houston. So, are dancers not part of the of Samba Houston itself, or there are dancers? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part earlier. No, uh, we have for now. We have just the batteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may may add something in the future, but for now, we are focusing on the batteria. And those dancers are more like partners uh, than part of the project itself. So are there um, samba dance class like um, Samba Nupe uh, in Houston right now? Yes, actually there are several uh, samba dancers and Hmm. most of them teach uh, samba. Uh, Cool. And it's funny because there are actually few Brazilians that teach. Uh, so the there is like a, there are like Americans and there is an Argentinian, Venezuelans and, the, and uh, <laughs> Cubans and 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 they teach uh, samba and but there are actually few Brazilians that teach samba no pé here in Houston. Hmm, interesting. Um, also, I wanted to go back um, back to you playing music. You also mm-hmm. play like woodwind. You played saxophone, correct? Correct. That's correct. And um, cavaquinho and other things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that uh, side of your music? Right. Um, actually, the saxophone was my first instrument. I started learning the saxophone when I was 11 years old, I guess. Um, and I always say that I was more lucky than then skewed like then (laughs) (laughs) because i remember i was watching a tv show in brazil called terça nobre like nobel nobel tuesday where they used to have like uh, groups performing and Mm -hmm. i was in my parents room and they asked me hey renato don't you want to learn some instrument music instruments and then I remember saying, oh, that one, I didn't even know the name. So I pointed the saxophone <laughs> because I knew my father loved the saxophone. That's actually the, the real reason why I chose the saxophone. <laughs> but I didn't even know the name. And then on the next day, I went to my my uncle's house, the one that I mentioned to you guys at the beginning, that we used mm-hmm. it to do the family reunions and play samba, mm-hmm. Tio Jorge. So I went to my my uncle's house and I mentioned to my my cousin and then he told me, okay, my neighbor is the conductor of the police orchestra, police band. Uh, let's talk to him. And then I went there and the guy was great guy, like uh, Arthur was is his name. Mm-hmm. It, it's his name because he's still alive. So, uh, so uh, Mr. Arthur. Uh, told me, okay, Renato, you can start tomorrow. I have my saxophone here. I can borrow you until you find yours, until you Aww. decide if you, you get yours or not. <laughs> and then I was like lucky enough to start this way. And then when I was 13, uh, I, when I was 13, uh, my, my family used to go to a place in Brazil called uh, Conservatoria, mm-hmm. uh, which is the city of, uh, of uh, serenades, the city of music. It's a really small city. I don't know nowadays because it was more than 20 years ago, but at, at that time, it was a really small city in the countryside where all the houses used it to have like a plaque with the name of a song. 
and then they use it to have a museum for the music for for for, for music to, uh, and to, to celebrate and to promote music and then they use it to play for like one two hours and then after like at, at 9 p.m they they uh, all the group use it to leave the, the museum and walk on the streets singing oh cool and if you are uh, uh, like on your window at your window uh, when they are playing, they stop and sing the song that is actually on the plaque on your house. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's I, cool. I, I don't know nowadays how is conservatoire, but this was um, an amazing experience. Imagine, especially for me, like I was 11, 12 years old, and it was amazing to go to the, this place. It's like a heaven in earth. Mm. And um, <laughs> I remember that the first time I played there was when I, uh, th- there was a festival, a music festival, and two friends of my father actually invited me to, to join them during the music festival, uh, Ney Vieira and uh, Gu- uh, Ju- Juarez de Brito, which is, by the way, the son of Guilherme de Brito, that's a famous writer in Brazil, mm. uh, songwriter in Brazil, that, and they invited me for like my first concert. Do you have mm-hmm. a saxophone there? Yes, okay, so... Come here and we are gonna play first. Your first like public performance will be first, and then I played with <laughs> it. Um, yeah, and then I after that I played with I, I moved to Curitiba, which is like a city to the south of Brazil. I played with a band called Solution Orchestra, and we actually were quite successful with this band. It was like we it started as a soul band, and then it evolved to a to a, a neo swing like um, Brian Setzer Orchestra, something like mm-hmm. that. And then we actually uh, played with BB uh, King when he went to Brazil during oh, his cool. world tour. Yeah, so that's why I say that I'm like more lucky than than, <laughs> than, than than anything else because I I never I cannot say that I'm a musician. When I compare my friends that are actually musicians, it's unfair for me to say because they actually dedicate a lot of time to music that I don't. Mm-hmm. that I didn't. So uh, I cannot say that I'm a musician, but I was lucky enough to be in, to have those opportunities with music. And I mean, I, I, I'm like, I, I love music. I'm passionate about music, but uh, I haven't dedicated myself to music uh, to, to claim myself a musician. I think there are a lot of us like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. But the Cavaquinho, uh, this was like all with the, with the saxophone, but the Cavaquinho actually uh I, I started playing cavaquinho right after I, I started learning uh, the saxophone, but like without cla- without having class, it was more like during the parties with my family mm-hmm. and then and me and my cousin and looking at the at that time looking at the the, the magazines about music and, and watching and trying to understand. There was no internet at that time, so mm-hmm. we were trying to, to learn from there. And uh, yeah, but <laughs> since I I. I I grew up in samba and I love samba, so it was. I, nowadays, I dedicate a lot more time to the cavaquinho than to the saxophone. Is that what you were playing when uh, you had samba solo going? Uh, say it again, please. Were you playing cavaquinho when you were doing the pagodji yes. parties there? Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, was playing, I was playing cavaquinho samba solo. Nice. Wow. You have done a lot i mean during the pandemic i think you have done more than anybody else (laughs) 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 i know except for maybe ravikari um where do you feel like your group is headed now that things are maybe looking up here at least in the united states and things are beginning to open people are getting vaccines um there's gigs kind of coming around um where do you feel like your group is headed yeah, we we have rehearsed a lot <laughs> during, during the pandemic, so we have re- rehearsed a lot. And more, I, I mentioned that most people never played any instruments. And if you yeah. see nowadays, uh, if you see the videos like one year ago, like eight, around o- October last year, they were like at eighty BPMs. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you see, they are at one hundred and thirty BPM. So you know, yeah, cool. people people yeah, people learn it actually how to play, <laughs> and it evolved a lot. So I see as the next step, we have to start like performing and, and, and having like concerts and, and, and showing these to the to, to, to like more and more people. Because most of the people that join us today is because they have some connection with Brazil. Maybe they are Brazilians, their parents are Brazilians, and, but they are born here. Or they are, we have several French and uh, 
and, and France actually, actually has a lot of connection with Brazilian culture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and now I think the idea is to start like performing and, and showing our project to like more and more people so we can actually reach other, o- other people that are, the, don't know about samba, that, that have never heard about samba, that never saw a bateria. And then they can actually see how beautiful it is and, and, and join us. Yeah, you're, you've been really inspiring to me to look at look at what you've done. Yeah, and these partnerships that you have and just yeah. it's, the whole thing is is great. So there's no excuses, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> look at what he's done during a pandemic, yeah. I was going to ask um, personally, I mean, you mentioned that that you started your family's musical and all that, and but you weren't really in the samba school itself. Has this all these lessons with Batuki Digital and everything you guys are doing now, has that raised your musicianship? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm the conductor uh, of the bateria here, the, the master of mm-hmm. the bateria here. And I had to learn it from scratch because like, uh, I never had this experience like conducting. I was mm-hmm. like playing Capaquinho, which is completely different. Right. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, but it, it started with... with with the bateria. So as someone from Brazil and, and, and seeing how Samba is here, you were saying that, um, you know, most people in the United States know Samba as Samba dance through the, the Pachistas. Where do you feel like, do you have any other observations about Samba in the United States? You know, like where it's headed or, or where it's at now? Yeah. I'll tell you something, and then uh, we will. F- I don't uh, don't take me wrong. What I what I would say. Uh, one of the reasons why we decided to do one of the first episodes with samba dancers is because we see that there is uh, like people mix the idea of samba dancers with something extremely sexy, yeah. and sometimes they forgot the beauty. And the reason why there is a samba dancer. So we we uh, tried we during this episode to show like it's not only like naked girls dancing with a lot mm-hmm. of feathers. You know, there is a reason for them to be there. The like they they like represent the school. They represent the beauty of the school. Uh, when uh, the, if you if you study the the evolution of samba and, and the samba schools, you understand why. We have uh, samba dancers or passistas in those samba schools, you know. So I, uh, what we try to do here is usually like the bateria is like for men, and the samba dancers are female, uh, are women. So what we we are trying to do is to just show that no, in our in our bateria we have around like 70 percent women. Uh, and we we can have partnerships with samba dancers here that will not be naked, that will be like dancing and showing the dance itself, not 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 their bodies only, you know. So uh, this is something that we 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 see uh, not only in the West but uh, kind of everywhere out of Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, and this is something that we are trying to change this image and show that uh, it's a lot more than like uh, feathers and, and naked girls you know yeah cool uh what inspires you to um to do this like what inspired you to have the to have the idea and, and have you keep going you've put a ton of work into this um what's what inspires you to keep going yeah i f- i feel um, i i mentioned to you guys like i grow up uh watching and playing with my family and seeing like my friends playing uh, and for like other reasons a lot of people leave Brazil and move to the west like I did to find like a, a better way of life better quality of life to my family and to like you know and then uh, I feel like we have a rich culture we have uh, something that is amazing uh, we have a lot of problems in Brazil, of course, but we we do we do have to share like the good stuff, you know. And I feel like this culture, the energy, the atmosphere that we have in Brazil is something amazing. I I, I always say that like I travel 
all over the world. And every time I go to Rio, it's something different. Like the energy when you are there is mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, what we want to do is like to share this with other cultures and for those Brazilians that are here in the US to to show them like something more like familiar so they can they can they can see and then they they can attach to that because they most of us miss this part of Brazil we, we I would say that we all love to most of us love to to live here in the US it's it's um, it's great it's an amazing place uh, but there is something that we grow up with and we don't have in the US. So Samba Houston is actually trying to 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 cover this part, to to provide this part that is is missing that we don't find here in the US. Now that you're going outside more, and um, will you still continue to have um, online workshops with Batuki Digital? And are those ever open to the public or anything? If right, the class are open to the public, but not the. I mean. Uh, if you want to participate to Sava Hilson, it's open to the to, to the public. Mm-hmm. But the class are restricted to the students. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we because we, we need to have some kind of control of, of, of what's happening, of the material that's being shared with the students. So anyone that wants to join Sava Hilson will mm-hmm. be able to to attend those classes and, and, and have class. Yes, the idea is um, to keep these partnerships with Batuki Digital. We have been discussing with other uh, people that wants to 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 launch a, a like similar project uh, in other cities. We have spoken with them so uh, and, and shared some some experience. That when I mentioned to you guys that I, I wish I knew uh, a lot of things, like we are trying to make it easier for people that want to to do it now, and mm-hmm. we, are, we are kind of sharing with them what we learned during this one year. And uh, what kind of things? We, Tell us. <laughs> no, th- th- those things like okay, uh, who uh, should we promote? Uh, how do we promote a new batteria? How do I get people? So, and then we explain them mm. what we did. Mm. Uh, you know, things like uh, where, uh, how could I uh, instruments? I don't know anyone. I don't know. I don't know how to bring those instruments. I don't know where to buy these instruments. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Things like that. So we and actually, okay, we have Contemporanea here. Roberto from Contemporanea mm-hmm. is. Uh, we can introduce it to Roberto. We can introduce it to 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 Batuki Digital. And then uh, now I see that we are moving more like to having uh, like like branches uh, with those new projects that are coming up. So I see as like a. a it's not not nothing that we have established yet. It's not an idea that we have like uh, uh, ready, but uh, I see as a possibility for those groups that we are supporting and sharing the idea to open like Samba and other cities, Samba San Antonio, Samba like Samba any other Samba Dallas, Samba world domination. <laughs> awesome. And do you have, um, I know you said that a majority of your members are new to Samba, but uh, do you have any folks that are section leaders right now that are really taking it? Um... We, we kind of, mm-hmm. what we do is we have a small group that we, when we have something new that we, for example, the, the, the arrangement for, for Switch Out of Mind, so we have a small group, uh, and then they replicate the idea to to other to to their their instruments. So mm-hmm. we have someone from Surdo, and then this person we rehearse in a like separate with this person and with the band, and then uh, during the rehearsal with the entire group, this person will be responsible. So this person will act act uh, act like a director in a summer school, uh, but it's not uh, like formal formal title you know mm-hmm. it's more like uh, we tested it and it worked so now we we it's kind of new for us too because we have recently added the band so we we are kind of testing still testing it sure. to see if it's gonna work but yes they they pretty much work like a director for like in, uh, for somebody who's similar to what the samba schools do cool are you playing along to music tracks like batuki digital does 
No, I I I forgot to, to mention that when you when you ask it. Uh, if you see most bands, most most blockers in Brazil, they don't play with like playback. Mm -hmm. They don't play with a DJ yeah. because mm -hmm. it's extremely hard to, to to do that to keep the pace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's ex especially for us, like we are beginners, so it's extremely hard to keep the pace. Yeah, uh, like 60, 70 people keep playing with the song. So. Uh, as I know, uh, only Batuque Digital does that. And that's the reason, right? Because they have, they're comprised of all the masters and directors right, of summer right. school. Mm -hmm, so right. those guys are like the top of the top. I, I always, I always uh, make a joke, a comparison. Like if you are in Brazil and you want to learn about blues, you move to the West for a while and do a like interchange the West. And then you, you, you learn from the best players. Like, if you want to learn about samba, you go to Brazil and have class with Batuque Digital because mm -hmm. they are truly like the, the, the best players yeah. of samba uh, in Brazil. So they are the reference all over the world. So and the best teachers, like yes, picked exactly. from the best players, picked pulled out the best teachers from them. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Correct. So you see what what they did with us, like online. They never met us in person and. We are all playing. Like in the beginning, we didn't even have an instrument. So the, in the first month, we used it to play only with our hands because the, <laughs> the instruments were coming. And because, again, because of the pandemic, the sure. flights were all canceled. So oh, right. the, 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 the ships were all delayed. And then uh, we had to wait. We started the class without any instrument. So we, start, we, we spent like 45 days, 40, 50 days without instruments, like having online class. Uh, playing with our hands or for example shukalu playing with uh rice inside a, a plastic bottle mm -hmm. and we we learned it like from that so you see like i'm, I'm a huge fan i'm I, <laughs> I can spend two hours talking about but digital because they are really like great partners and great i'm a huge fan of what they do yeah yeah is there anything hinatu that we didn't ask about you that you would like the audience to know I think we covered pretty much everything. I talked a lot. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm excited no, to be here and share with you guys all the the, the, the ideas and everything. No, I don't feel so, that way. It was it was really nice to hear hear your stories. Yeah. But I think we covered pretty much everything about the the, the, the pandemic, uh, how we manage it, yeah. partnership. So yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. Is there anything you would like to promote? Yeah, I, I, I would say that we are launching those episodes of, of Samba Doc. Uh, and uh, we try to do it in a monthly base, but we are all volunteers. And sometimes it's not that easy to, to manage the time, the family and everything. Oh, yeah. But we're trying to do it like one episode every month. So um, it, it's more like to invite you guys to follow us on social media and, and watch those episodes because we are trying to we spend a lot of energy to 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 prepare those materials and to share with you guys um, uh, about the brazilian culture so it's more like to invite you guys to 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 watch and to follow us on on social media well thank you so much diana do you have anything else i think i've got it yeah, what you're doing is amazing and really inspiring. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Yeah, we wish you good luck. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys. Uh, I hope we can soon, as soon as the, the pandemic is like over, we can all meet in person and do a huge carnival party. With, yes, like, come to Portland. <laughs> yeah. Visit us. We would love to. We would yeah. love to. Yeah. Let's see if the, the flight companies will, will like start uh, promoting and uh, sponsoring those those events again, and see if the, we can we can bring the entire group to to Portland and play with you guys. That'd be amazing. Oh, nice. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Anatu. Thank you. I appreciate. Thank you very much. It's an uh, honor for us. Like we we started the group as I mentioned, like eight months ago or so, around eight months ago. No experience at all, and when I see like the interview, uh, the people that you guys interviewed and 
when I saw the when I received the invitation to to, to join, it was like such an amazing feeling to to see that we are in the right direction. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to see you know the growth in the U.S. and you know see these new gro groups, um, up and coming groups. So, mm -hmm. like I said, good luck and. Uh, We'll uh, watch you. We'll follow you on social yeah, good media. Good work. Yeah, we <laughs> like you, to man. interview. I mean, you know, we've we've interviewed some, yeah, some big names. But we started this as kind of a way to talk to different directors, so we could all learn from each other how to start a new group or how to either either how how better to run your group or how to inspire people to start new groups. So I think you are a great, a perfect example of mm -hmm. someone who just freak, you've done. Yeah, so much in one year during a pandemic. It's, I keep saying that, but it's true. It's yeah, really, really good work. Thank you, thank you, appreciate. It. And we we are also lucky enough to have like great people in the bateria because, uh, yeah, we we don't have like drama. We don't have anything like that mm -hmm. because people are just great. such like this. They support us. They're so committed to the project, you know. And we have several people that actually help us, like like volunteers that help us awesome. uh, from the band. So you know, it's also always we always say that uh, one of the best part of the week uh, uh, for all of us is to go to the rehearsal. But we are not sure if it's actually to play or when we have a beer <laughs> with the other exactly. members after the rehearsal. Right. You know? Because yeah, we 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 have such a amazing uh, group here that. Uh, One more time, like we were just lucky enough to to have these great people and, and to join all these these great guys uh, to play with us. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, for more about Samba Houston and Hinatu, you can go to our website, thebrazilianbeat.com and check out episode 91. Also, um, we'll have links there to all of his information, social media, and some photos and things of him and his group. So go check it out. Uh, we have shout out to, once again, to Eric Hoffman. Thank you so much, Eric, for leaving us a review. We always appreciate those. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to our friends in Beijing, um, Manu and Fiona, who just had a little sambista. <laughs> oh, they did? Yeah, they did. So Aww. congratulations. Uh, we haven't seen them for a while, but um, they were frequenters of California Brazil camp, and they're just great people. So congratulations. Yeah. If you're congratulations. That's really cool. We, we encourage you still to reach out to your uh, to any of the Brazilian teachers out there that um, that you've just been dying to study with. Um, I received a message from Ailta Nunes. He'd love to be teaching some uh, online lessons, so reach out to him. He can teach, you know, all the bateria stuff. He can, you know, he can do samba pagogi. He can do all of that. So just reach out to him. Um, he also speaks English. He does, yes. Yeah. So reach out to him, our friend Lucas and Ebert in um, Sao Paulo, Francisco Machado, Tayani, Talita. There's so many people out there that are offering um, online courses, and it would be great for you all to support them. I'm doing a class with one other person with Lucas oh, cool. Eduardo. It's so good. He's he's such a great teacher and such a fun person. So yes, I'm learning a lot. Yeah. So reach out to your heroes. They'll probably they'll probably teach you. Yeah, <laughs> they're available. Uh, Portuguese tip of the fortnight. This take a Portuguese the, class. <laughs> take a, <laughs> <laughs> That's my tip. <laughs> This one's for, inspired by Diana. If a word ends in M, don't pronounce it. That's uh, Don't say seem. And don't seem. say it in front of me. And don't say it in front of Diana. <laughs> You're going to lose your teeth. Sing. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some great uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, you can reference those. All kinds of... There's a great teacher on... Um, 
on YouTube, and I can't remember her name. Virginia, that's her name. She's always putting out videos. Uh, but if you can take a class, we've been taking a class uh, online all year, and it's been really helpful. And mm-hmm. going to take another one this summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Ciao.